0: You write them all down. And then when you're not feeling worthy or good enough to be seen, maybe you're you're nervous, you've got imposter syndrome, you read that list out loud as if you're reading it about somebody else. And then be impressed with that person. Maybe be a little jealous of that person. Maybe be like, wow, that person's pretty damn cool. Okay. And then ask yourself, is this person capable or worthy of doing the thing that I'm scared to do right now? Guarantee you, you will say yes. And then I want you to just remind yourself that that person's
1: here. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping product-based business owners turn into revenue-generating, successful, happy product bosses. I'm Jacqueline Snyder. And I'm
2: Mina Kunlo-Sitep. Together through digital courses, coaching, and masterminds, we've helped over 50,000 students from startup to multi-million dollar businesses scale their sales while blending in their dream life.
1: It gets lonely out there in the product business world. We fully believe a business shouldn't be built alone. There's room at the top for all of us.
2: So let's get scrappy and creative together, Product Boss, to be profitable, make more sales, and grow your visibility. Are you ready?
1: Let's dive in. Hey, hey there, Product Boss. Okay, so what if Q4 could be a breeze? And you could get new customers and organize everything all in one tab instead of juggling dozens. What if connecting with your customers was seamless, leaving no room for uncertainties, right? No unread emails or angry customers that haven't heard back from you. So enough what ifs. Let me introduce you to HubSpot's Sales Hub. Discover a world where sales are smarter, revenues grow faster, and customer insights go deeper all in one connected platform. Now imagine, all your data, tools, and team harmoniously linked on a customizable platform that's a joy to use. QQ4, right? We want more joy in this season. Don't let the busiest time of year overwhelm you. If you're going to wear all the hats, you might as well wear them confidently, right? And probably look a little good wearing them. We want you to reduce that stress and allow your product business to flourish at the same time, right? Win-win. So time to grow better and be the product boss you were meant to be. With Sales Hub, closing deals is no big deal. Try it for yourself at hubspot.com slash sales. Hey friends, welcome back. And we are so excited to have our guest on. So Jen, welcome to the Product Boss Podcast.
0: I'm so excited to be here. It's This has been like a long time coming and I couldn't be more thrilled to be having a conversation with you two today.
1: Yeah, same. We're so excited. You, you've like, you've been crushing it. We've watched your growth and and all the speaking events that you do and and you show up so incredibly, like you just show up for your your community. Like you're there all the time, all the videos supporting them and all the things. So I'm just really excited to introduce you to our audience if you all don't know her yet.
0: Well, I'm so excited to be introduced to your audience. You guys are amazing. I feel the exact same way about you. I've been seeing you everywhere. And I'm just, I'm grateful to be amongst some women.
1: Amazing. Thank you. So we're really excited and congratulations on your first book, Be Seen. Really excited for it to come out this week. And so we kind of wanted to dig in and just ask you, like, what does it mean truly? uh, Like, what does it mean truly to be seen, right? And how do you know like when you're struggling to be seen and, you know, cause I know you're an actress and I'm married to an actor and I could never do it because there's nothing but rejection. Like your job is literal rejection and then those yeses come far and few between. So what does, what does that all mean?
0: I literally just got goosebumps listening to you say that because not many people understand that life. And it, when you just said your job is rejection, it's a hundred percent true. Like my job, my, basically I, I call myself being a professional, like rejecter, like a rejectee, like every day I would just walk into 10 rooms and hear no 10 times for that random one, yes, that would move me forward and give me that, oh my God, maybe to be able to get to the next yes. And it was just like, a yes, hopping, you know? But being seen isn't what most people think in the traditional way of being seen. And my book is really uh, comprised into four parts, the four unbelievably important parts about being seen. And the first part is to start to truly see yourself for who you really are. Because if you can't see you and exactly who you are and who you are becoming and who you want to be, how's the world going to be able to see you? I, I was hiding, I was being seen, but hiding at the same time for a really long time when I was an actress. So I was on this show on VH1 that was called That Metal Show. It was all about heavy metal music. And I was on this show for five years and I hate heavy metal music. Okay. I hated it then. I hate it now. But I was an actress and you know all about this. Like I got this gig. It was great. It was on VH1. I'm like, awesome. I could play this part. I could be a good little actress. I can pretend I like heavy metal. Let's go. But before I knew it, I had built this brand and this... This version of myself in this, uh, I was being seen and being visible as someone that couldn't have been further from who I truly was. And so I wasn't being seen as my most authentic true self. I was being seen as like heavy metal girl, which attracted an audience full of people that were great people, but they didn't know who I really was. They liked someone that they thought they knew that they didn't. And then it wasn't my ideal audience of people that I really wanted to see me anyway. So when you're out of alignment with who you truly are and you're not able to see yourself, a lot of the times the universe will be like, no, I'm going to smack you back into alignment. I'm going to help you find your true self and it's going to hurt. So that was the time that my life fell apart and I lost the show. I lost the relationship that I was in. I lost pretty much everything. And I found myself having to start over from scratch. And that was when I had to move into actually finding out who real Jen was and seeing me in order to then change my life and see the version of myself that I really wanted to become. So the first part of the book is all about being courageous and stepping past that fear of seeing who you truly are. So you can, you can find out who that is to then step into the next part, which is all about being creative and creating the version of yourself that you want the world to see that's built upon that authentic version of who you really are.
2: Oh, I love that so much. I think that for all of us, we get caught up in what others think of us and almost what we think of ourselves, right? More so what people think of us kind of outdoes what we think of ourselves, because if you don't know yourself, it can get really hard. But there's nothing that I like more than a list. And one of the things that you have in the book is a badass list. So can you tell us a little bit more about that and how that can help?
0: Yes. This is my favorite tool in the world for overcoming imposter syndrome and fear. And that That feeling that we get sometimes when we're about to do something scary, but then that little voice comes in and they're like, who do you think you are to do this? You're not good enough to do this. You're not worthy of doing this. Why would they listen to you? Right? That, I mean, that when I was coming out of my rock bottom moment, starting to build my life and build my business is still to this day, as I step into another version of who I am and who I'm becoming, I get imposter syndrome and I get that voice. And I use my badass list every single time to be able to overcome it and step into that scary thing that I'm about to do. And so the bad list came to be because I was having a conversation with my friend ages ago, and I thought she was such a bad. I was so just in awe of this woman of how fabulous she was and how uh, courageous she was and how great a business she was. And we were having a conversation and she was sitting there telling me that she didn't think she was worthy of launching her product into the world. She was like about to press go, but she was like, Jen, I don't think I can do it. Who People are going to think that I'm a fraud. Like, I'm not going to do it. Let's wait till next week. And I was just like, Are you kidding me? I was literally blown away. And I was like, you know what we need to do? Stop, pause. I think we need to just start writing down all of the things that you've done in your life that are bad so you can remember. Because what starts to happen is we start to compare ourselves to other people on the internet all day, every day. And we forget how great we are because we're looking at all these other versions of great, whether it's a highlight reel and it's not even reality, or it's somebody that's just on their chapter 20 and you're still at your chapter one and you're comparing and you're comparing and you're like, I must not be good enough. So we need to remember. So I'm like, her name's Tori. She'll be happy that I mentioned her name. I'm like, Tori, write down all the moments that you were a bad, let's go. And she starts writing them down. She starts writing down all the things that she's done that she was really proud of. And I'm like, okay, let's play a game. This literally happened in one moment. I didn't know what I was doing. And I was like, let's play a game. And let's just envision that you are reading this about somebody else, someone that you don't even know. Let's read this about a different person. And she starts reading all of these things. And I'm like, are you impressed with that person? is that person capable of launching this product into the world? And she's like, yeah, that person is for sure. And I'm like, Tori, that person's you. So she actually took that list that we did that day. She laminated it. Remember when we could laminate things and she (laughs) put it up on her wall and it stayed there. And ever since that day, I started doing my own bad list because I had the issue Tori had all the time. And so I have it in my phone, in my notes. And it's all the moments in my life where I was really proud of myself. Whether they be like a small, tiny moment, like, I don't know, for anybody else that's listening right now, it could be the moment that your kid said, mommy, for the first time. Or maybe when you overcame an illness. Or maybe you ran a marathon. Or maybe it's just like, I wasn't feeling good, but I popped in my headphones and I started listening to this podcast. That's a bad moment, taking care of myself. Or maybe it's something huge like speaking on stage or launching your business. And you write them all down. And then when you're not feeling worthy or good enough to be seen, maybe you're you're nervous, you've got imposter syndrome, you read that list out loud as if you're reading it about somebody else. And then be impressed with that person. Maybe be a little jealous of that person. Maybe be like, wow, that person's pretty damn cool. Okay. And then ask yourself, is this person capable or worthy of doing the thing that I'm scared to do right now? Guarantee you, you will say yes. And then I want you to just remind yourself that that person's you.
2: Oh my gosh, so what powerful. a powerful exercise and what a gift. Thank you for sharing that with us.
1: Yeah, I think, and you know, we we tend with our with our community and when we teach, we we definitely have them start with their wins because so many times we forget the little things, the little things that are wins in our day. And I'm like, even if you're out of bed, like you said, you're breathing and you're here live with us right now. But I think a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we forget and we tell them that they're scrappy and creative, that most people don't start, a business. Most people work for someone else. They do things the way, you know, they they go through the normal nine to five, but our audience are scrappy and creative. They're courageous and they've started their own business. So I think this point of reflection, because it's that want to always be there already. There's that there, that future self that when my business is finally successful, but I I love this bad list because I think it's a really good time to reflect because even the point of being a bad, from working a full time job, having kids, and then you're taking your seven to nine o'clock hour, and you're working on your product based business is a bad move. So I love this, and I cannot wait for
2: them to to dig in. Yeah, I think that one of the things, you know, being an introvert, I think that. A lot, or 80% of our audience happens to be introverts. We we pulled them one time. And I think that they have this myth in their head that if I could just be more confident, then things would happen for me. And so I think that for you in your book, you refer to something as the confidence continuum. And can you talk a little bit about that and how they can kind of bring that up for themselves? Um, and then you know, feel like they could be more confident.
0: Well, first of all, I love that your audience is mostly introverts. I wrote this book for the introvert. I don't say that, but I really did. When I was writing it, I was thinking about my introverted girlfriends because people don't realize this about me, but I'm quite introverted. I'm really good at being on when I'm on, but then I would much rather between us be in my sweatpants and my house with my husband curled up on the couch, not talking to anybody. So I need that time to recharge when I, when I'm out there, it's like, it's like my battery gets drained and then I need to be inside to recharge. And I think that a lot of people also resonate with that, that are entrepreneurs. Interestingly enough, the most people, majority of people that I talk to that are entrepreneurs and type A people that are creating things are usually uh, naturally more introverted for some reason. We should look up why. But my confidence continuum is for anybody because confidence can be created over time. And that's good news for high achieving type A people that like to achieve because you can achieve confidence. Just because you're introverted doesn't mean that you can't be confident. Confidence is simply self-trust. So many people think of confidence like this thing that is like, oh, their friend, that's the life of the party. They can walk in and talk to anybody and be really out there and loud. Actually, I find that that person is often not as confident as the quiet person. That just sits there and has this thing that I like to call quiet confidence that trusts and knows that they have everything that they need and anybody that comes up to them and talks to them is very, very lucky because they have self-trust that they can always take care of themselves and they're okay in that moment. And that's what I feel confidence truly is, self-trust. And self-trust can be created over time just by consistently sticking with commitments you make with yourself. And saying you're going to do something hard and following through. And every single time you do that, you follow through and you get to the other side. You put another coin in your confidence bank. You become more confident because you're like, wow, okay, that was not good. I did the hard thing. I stuck to it. I'm the type of person that sticks to my commitments. I trust in me. So the next time something hard comes around, you have that in your back pocket. I did it last time. I can do it. But every time that you don't stick to your commitment, and let's say you say you're going to do something, maybe you say you're going to go to a party, I'm going to go to this party, I'm going to do it, I'm just going to go, or I'm going to go live on social media, I promise I'm going to do it today, and you you don't throw, follow through, you let fear take over and you, and you give yourself an excuse like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow, whatever, you're becoming a little less confident and trusting in yourself. Because the next time a hard thing comes around, you don't have that proof, that win, that self-trust from the last time. And your subconscious is starting to learn that you're not somebody that sticks to your commitments. So why would you stick to it next time? And that's confidence. So the confidence continuum is a circle. And the circle starts with the hardest step for most introverts or for most human beings on the planet, which is taking action on something scary. So that's the hardest part. The catch-22 with confidence is you have to have confidence to start, but you also have to start without confidence. So you really just have to pull off the Band-Aid and taking action when things are hard and putting fear in the passenger seat of the car and doing the scary thing and having the discipline to just trust that discomfort is only temporary and that hard action step that's scary and uncomfortable is actually going to turn into growth and confidence over time and understanding that that discipline and that discomfort is only for a second and that second will be over and then the growth will come, will help you to dive in. And in the book, I talk all about the symptoms of fear and how we can put fear in the passenger seat and how we can take that first action step. But once you've taken that first action step, and you've gotten that win, okay? So we're on a circle. You can take the action step. You get a win. Let's say you said you were going to go live on, on social media. Okay, it was hard. You didn't want to do it. It was so scary. You Fear gave you all the excuses in the world not to do it. But you did it. You pressed go live. You went live. Maybe it wasn't amazing. That's okay. But at least you did it. And so celebrate that win. That was a win. Okay, you get that little win. Yay. That little win, that gives you something called... Motivation because you don't get motivation until you get a win. Think about it. Like you're not necessarily motivated to go live, but once you did it and you feel good about yourself, like, okay, I can do this tomorrow. And tomorrow it's not going to be as hard as it was yesterday because I already did it and got it out of the way. You took away fierce power when you took action. So then you do it again, right? So you got the motivation, you take action again because you've got that motivation. So then when you take action, it's a little easier than the first time. And this time you're a little bit better. So the next time, instead of a little win, you get a big win. And maybe you go live on social media and you get a client from it. Somebody messages you after that live and you get somebody that wants to buy your thing. Whoa, that's a big win. Now, suddenly you're really motivated. Now you're like, going live is great. I'm going to do it again. It's not that scary. So then you get something called momentum. Momentum is that that secret sauce. When you've got momentum, you are in flow. So after that big win comes the momentum, then you take action again. And then you're getting more clients from your lives. And then you're getting really good at lives. And then pretty soon before you know it, you're going live and you're not scared anymore. And what do you have then? You have confidence. And in the book, I talk about the six C's of the confidence continuum and how you can incorporate them into, into making that whole process even stronger. But confidence can be created over time. It just takes practice and work in those steps.
1: Hey Product Boss, I'm just going to interrupt this show really quickly because it's podcast recommendation time. This month I am all about inclusion and marketing podcasts. Now this is hosted by the incredible Sonia Thompson and brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On her inclusion and marketing podcast, Sonia does an amazing job of diving into important topics like belonging, customer experience, and diversity. She also will give you practical tips and advice on how you can authentically practice inclusive marketing within your own business. Now, one of my favorite most recent episodes includes Sonia and three other inclusive marketers who dive into recent big brand marketing campaigns, such as the AI generation of Barbie from around the world and the barbieheimer controversy right where they share their reactions and discuss their perspectives on these campaigns and the importance of incorporating inclusivity and culture intelligence into marketing this episode was so insightful and had so many amazing takeaways to consider as a business owner especially when it comes to authentically portraying inclusivity when marketing your brand and products to your customers listen to inclusion and marketing wherever you get your podcasts now back to the show Hey, hey, product boss. Okay, it's your product biz coach here, Jacqueline, and I have a treat for you. So the other day we got a message on Instagram from our friend Lolly. Now she's a product boss and she was on the hunt for an easy to use inventory management software to keep track of her raw goods and what she had ready to sell. And guess what? We had an answer for her. Not only did we have a fantastic inventory management software to refer her to, but we also had a whole treasure chest of 308 other business tools and resources to make her product-based business easier to manage and more efficient to grow. And we have it for you as well. Now picture this, packaging and printing supplies, affiliate management, website and email software, legal resources, video and photo tools. Oh my, you name it, we've got it. And here's the cherry on top. It is totally free, right? It's not going to cost you a single penny. That's right, because you can get your hands on the Product Boss's Ultimate Resource Guide absolutely free. We are on a mission to change small businesses' lives and their ability to grow around the world. And whatever we can do to help you do that, we are here for it. And so we're hoping that this resource guide is one step closer to reaching your dreams. So all you need to do is slide into our DMS on Instagram with the word guide and just send us that message and we will send you a link to download it right away. Or you can head straight to the productbosscom resource guide. Easy peasy. Oh, and did I mention you can also DM us guide on Instagram and voila, we'll shoot you that link right away. So my friend, don't wait another second. You can get your hands on the ultimate resource guide for product bosses right now. Now let's jump back into the show. I mean, for me, 2020 was the year of video, right?
2: You were like, I'm yeah. going to do this. Well, the world <laughs> shut down and my one goal was that I'm going to show up on video the most I've ever shown up in my life to make up for my 40 some years from previously, (laughs) because I used to not even be able to look people in the eye, not be able to ask questions. I grew up in a, you know, really a a way that developed me into a severe introvert in a lot of ways, but I practice that muscle. And I love the way that you put that because there is a couple of things you said, you're building up your confidence bank. You're putting a coin in there, which we all want to be wealthy and confidence. That's for darn sure. And then also just thinking of it as a continuum and as a circle, because it's like, it is where you have to develop that muscle or just keep kind of going because then you kind of fall back into the loop of, oh my gosh, this is hard again. And then, oh my gosh, it's easier again now. Then, oh my gosh, it's hard again. And then you just keep going. And I love the way that you explain that.
0: Thanks. It works. It works. And And by the way, everything that I teach in this book or even talk about is tested by me. I'll never talk about something that I just learned from somebody. I learned this over time because I also used to, believe it or not, hate being on video and hate going live on social media. I was an actress. I got to hide behind a character all the time. I never had to be who I really was and showing up on camera as your true self is one of the scariest things that there is to do. So if you're listening right now and you're like, God, easy for you, Jen, you were, you know, an actress on camera all the time. No, it's a totally different game. And I feel you and I hear you. And it was so scary for me in the beginning. And the only way that I was able to develop confidence is to just do it again and again and again, even though I was scared.
1: Yeah, I agree. And so I mean, yeah. I just remember, like, I'd get sweaty because I'm the introvert in this group. But then I also do need that time. But i the remember like extroverts- really you mean? Oh, extrovert. I don't know. I'm using <laughs> air quotes, everyone. <laughs> Not sure what the air I'm quotes. Messing up with or the words. The words. <laughs> but I used to get sweaty, and yeah. like go to the bathroom, like put paper towels under my armpits, and like, and then it is. It's true. It's like you get to this point of you do it enough times, you're you develop that confidence, and you know what you. No, you know what you are saying or have to sell is what they need. And that's where the confidence comes to. But, you know, I think a lot of times people are like, I'd love to be confident, but I feel like an imposter in this, right? It's like, who am I? Um, I'll tell you, I had my business for 10 and a half years. I started at like 26 years old. And even I'm making, you know, half a million, millions of dollars. And I'm like, I don't know who I am and who am I to be teaching people about business and fashion and the things that I was teaching. And I remember it took a client that was paying me $10,000 a month that told me, I'm paying you $10,000 a month because you're good at business and I'm, I'm I'm paying you for this. So even with money and proof and clients and all the things, I still had this imposter syndrome of like, well, I didn't go to business school. So what do I know about business? Um, I'm figuring this out as I go. What do I really know? So I know as an actress, there's, you know, you said you get to, you get to kind of like hide behind the character. But like, how have you transitioned from actress to fitness coach to now you've started this media company, now you're an author. And how have you kind of navigated through that imposter syndrome?
0: Well, I navigate through imposter syndrome by, I I genuinely use that bad list all the time. Because basically what you just told me about your client saying to you, listen, I pay you because you're good at it. That was like a, a verbal bad list. Yeah. Like let's remember you have a client paying you $10,000 a month. That goes on the best list. Okay. (laughs) Clients paying me $10,000 a month for me to tell them about business. I think that I should be good. I I think I am. Think of good business. Right. And then just take that. But here's the thing. Like in my book, I talk a lot. The whole last chapter is about connecting the dots and you never necessarily know how all the dots are going to connect. If you were to told me when I was trying to be an actress and that I would end up owning a PR agency or that I would have a health and wellness business or that I would be a speaker. I didn't even know what that was. Or I would be an author. I had no idea. I would have told you, you are crazy. I used to think that my passion, my purpose in this life was to be an actress, to be a performer, to say other people's lines, sing other people's songs, get professionally rejected all the time, every day. I thought that was going to be my life. I thought that was the only way. And I know this for a fact, a lot of people, grow up only thinking that there's one option for them. Maybe it's something that their family drilled into their mind. You should, right? You should be a doctor or a lawyer, or you should do this. Um, Or maybe you have this dream and you don't really think of anything outside of the dream and you think that that's the way that it should be. But the end of my book all talks about this one moment where I was with my dad. So my dad was like the president of my fan club growing up. Like he believed in me. He was like the number one fan ever. Uh, and he always said to me, Jenny, you're going to be a star. Like he used to say, we would do our um, high school productions in the hallway because we didn't have a theater. And he would sit on the floor of the hallway and he would like have his, the flowers in his hand. He'd come up to me and he'd be like, Jenny, you're going from hallway to Broadway. I just know it. And he would always joke and say, you're going to be on stage. And He never, my dad has multiple sclerosis, so he can't travel to see my talks now. And now I'm not an actress anymore, but I use all of the things that I learned as an actress to now be a speaker. And who knew that that was really what all of that was for? If I would have just like not been open to the dots connecting in another way and just like going and following my bliss and allowing myself to see myself in different areas and allowing the world to see me differently, then I would have never gotten to this place where now I'm so much more in alignment because I get to choose myself and choose the words that I say and be on stage And use all of those tools that I learned growing up, but in a so much more fulfilling way. And so my dad finally got to see me speak in Florida because I spoke at a a conference that was right near him. And he got to come and he sat in the front row and he's like crying and I'm speaking to a big room full of real estate investors and I I got them all meditating and visualizing. And he's like, what is happening right now? And we get in the car and my dad looks at me and he's like, it's so obvious now This, this is what it was all for. This was what it was all for, Jenny. All those years of thinking that it was supposed to be one way. Thank God you pivoted. Thank Thank God you allowed yourself to fail. Thank God all those things happened. All the dots finally connect to where they're supposed to be. I would have never known if I didn't allow myself to fail, to mess up, to be imperfect, to get on video a hell of a lot, even though I was terrible, to do my first speaking engagements, even though they were awful, right? And and to just keep asking for help and keep trying things and keep pivoting and keep changing and allowing myself to be imperfect. If I didn't do all those things, I probably would be exactly where I was before, still trying to figure out what the hell my purpose was. So you can't connect the dots looking forwards. You can only connect them looking backwards. And so everybody that's listening, I want you to trust that as long as you stay true to who you really are and use this one life that you were given, you got this life one time and you use it in a way that feels good and in alignment to you and you allow the world to really see you and you continue to follow those steps, your dots will connect to where you're supposed to be. And that's really what this book is about.
2: Mm, I love that. It is so true, right? But I'm curious, you know, I loved the way that you had explained that, you know, when you're in flow and it connected the dots for you. And I think that sometimes we get into this mindset that other people have it figured out because they're confident or they've connected the dots. But would you say that you still are figuring it out even now? Or do you feel like you figured it out now?
0: No, I definitely don't have to figure it out. (laughs) If anybody says I have it all figured out, I would be a little nervous about talking to that person. Uh, I think that that's what the fun of life is—is always consistently growing and figuring it out and learning. If I'm not learning and growing anymore and figuring it out, what am I doing? I don't know. That feels like a really boring life. Uh, I I will always be figuring it out. I definitely don't have it all figured out, and I, I don't think I would. I I have not yet to meet a person that has told me that they have it all figured out. You guys, I'll call you if I meet someone that i <laughs> let us know. honestly telling me the truth when they say that, I will, yeah. I will let you know. Uh, but I think that that's the fun of life. And the cool thing about life also is that we can pivot and reinvent at any mm-hmm. moment that we choose. And we forget that. I think a lot of people stay really stuck in what they think they should be doing because of what other people want them to do or what they think that they need to do in order to get love and acknowledgement and approval. And you can choose every day how you want to be seen. It, it it might be a hard choice. It, it might be a choice that might piss people off, and and some people might end up not being in your life anymore. But it's like, how important is that to you? You know, how important is that dream to you, or how important is it for you to be seen as you? And 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 what are your priorities in this life? But I know for me, and I I, I get a sense for you too as well. We're always figuring out a new and, and evolving into the new a new version of ourselves and becoming even more involved evolved and that's like the fun of life and that that's what drives me. I love the game. I love mm-hmm. consistently growing and being seen as a new version of me that and I take everything that I've learned from every mess up, every face plant, every win, every moment, every relationship that I make, every person that comes into my life, it's new. I take all of that and use it. Like, how can I use this to up-level and grow and be different and respond differently and show up differently and be better every day? And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't.
1: And, and that's the beauty of life. Yes. I, you know, and that's, I mean, that's what led Mina and I to each other, right? It's, and I would have never told you that I would have become a fashion designer, or that I did become a fashion designer, but kind of like how you said, I was an actress. That I have this conversation all the time. I'm like, am I a fashion designer anymore? If I'm not designing, you know, uh, clothes, because I've taken that skill set, launching over a thousand fashion brands, launching my own brands, and meeting Mina, closing down a business that I had at my product business meeting her and being like, can I liquidate it on Amazon to launching this like uber successful podcast, helping 60,000 students like across the globe. It's, it's and like you said, you can't look forward, but you can look behind to connect the dots. And it's so true. We have no idea how we got here, but it's unbelievable and amazing and goosebump giving and, and all the things. And it, it's what you're saying. It's exciting for what's to come. We don't know, but that's the exciting part. Like what's around the corner? What, what's next that we're going to create? So think for our friends that are listening anytime you're feeling down you know, when you, and we talk about this all the time, a lot of us didn't grow up with entrepreneurs. A lot of us grew up with that idea of like, you're going to go work for someone else. And we feel very alone, especially as product-based business owners in the world, That it's like, well, I have all this product and this inventory and I'm trying to sell it. Or I had this major win and I had a $10,000 a month. And there's not a lot of people to share that with, but that's why I think it's important that you look and be like, everything got me to where I am today. And as I continue to move forward, I'm going to get the confidence like you have, right? I'm going to reflect on myself as a badass. I'm going to make sure I'm reminding myself of that. And I think it's also the next step is like surrounding yourself in a community of like-minded people that like the game that are moving forward together. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not stuck. We're not staying still.
0: So important. That's part three of the book, Be Connected let mm, I, I would get into that. Yeah, I wouldn't have been be here right now if it wasn't for connections and being connected and constantly uh, connecting with people and actually giving myself permission to let go of people that weren't fanning my flame, that were trying to put it out. And, you know, uh, you know this because your husband is, is an actor. So I'm sure you're familiar with the competitiveness that comes with that and the mindset of scarcity and, and competition that comes with being in that space. It's not everybody, but I was. I was certainly uh, in a space like that, and I'm gonna take full responsibility for it because I you attract what you are. So I clearly attracted friends like that because I was living in that mindset, uh, one of scarcity and competition. And oh, if she gets that part, it means there's less for me. And I think a lot of the world lives in that space. And when you start to evolve into becoming an entrepreneur or start dipping your toe into personal development, starting to want to grow and change out of that mindset, it's really hard to stay around people who have a scarcity mindset or a victim mindset, or everything's happening to me or complaining or not looking for the good or being pessimistic. And I think many people that are listening right now could probably relate because I get this a lot. I do an Instagram live every day. One of the most common questions I get is like, how do I show up when everybody around me is just so negative and I want to be positive. And it's really, really hard. And when I finally gave myself permission to start to explore surrounding myself with people that lifted me up and supported me that was the moment that I was able to give myself permission to let go of the ones that did. not It's not, so it's that, it's that, it's that way, not the other way. So I think people think, Oh my God, I got to let go of all my friends and then find new ones. What I started to do was expand and open up my life into a way where I could actually meet people that lit me up. And when I started doing that, And I saw what happened when you met people that were actually supportive of you and excited for you. And, and you guys were like, actually they were doing things that you wanted to do and they were inspiring you to do better. And I was surrounding myself with people like that at events. I didn't have time for the people that didn't. And it just naturally started to fade away. So there was no dramatic, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. It was like, I opened space for the new and that just closed off the space for the old. And and I allowed those old friends to just become a chapter in my life that was beautiful, that taught me something that I needed to learn. And then the next chapter is with the people that cheerlead me. You know, I I just got back from being on a weekend with my girlfriends, like that, you know, many of them, um, Amy Porterfield and Lori Harder and Lindsay Schwartz. And it was just being in a room full of women that sincerely want you to win. And that are also winning on their own. So you're like, I want to be like that. And then when you say that, they're like, come on down. There's yeah. space for all of us. There's yeah, space I,
1: for Yeah, so- I like- mean... Jenna and Amy, I mean and Lori, Lori, but like I just messaged Jenna this morning, and it was just kind of just like, "How? What do you need, and how can I help you?" And it's one of those things, right? It's like we all have these big audiences, and we're talking to people, but that idea that people are like, well, "How can I help? What do you need? Let's let's do this." And I think Meena and I have bred that as a community for the Product Boss community. We are all about collaboration over competition. We tell them all the time: "There's room at the top for all of us, right? There's room for all the candle companies, all the jewelry companies, all the..." apparel companies, the label companies, there's, there's room for all of us, but we, it's that, that like you I agree. I was in such a toxic world at one point with women fighting women that it's, it's surrounding yourself with the right people. So I think them being in this product boss community, but also being a part of your world and how, positive and i mean i can't believe you go live every day on instagram by the way Mm. it's like total other conversation but i that is i think the thing that we need to look at if it's not in our backyard if it's our not our neighbor it's not our friends from school find that for yourself find
0: it yeah it's okay to go look for it it's okay to go look for it because people might be sitting here thinking how do i find that They're everywhere. Well, listen, if you're listening to this right now, you've got two ladies up here right now that are saying, I have a community, I'm here. You know, it's everywhere now. Thank God for the internet. People think that, oh, social media is like, can be toxic. It can be, but it can also be an amazing place to find your people and find your community. And I'm big on going to events. I went to an in-person event by myself and it changed my life. It was the Mm -hmm. thing that introduced me to the people that introduced me to the people that introduced me to the people that introduced me to the people. people. So get yourself in the room. If you desire it, you can find it.
2: I love that. I think we're going to end with this question. One of my favorite things about the book is that you've been talking about this this whole time that you've been an actress. And Jacqueline, you know, her husband is an actor. But I think for everybody who's listening, there is a parallel connection to us all being actresses and actors when we show up in life from after talking to you of course we show up how people think we should be or we're kind of putting on an act you know an act of our own and one gift of being a part of the product boss and you know showing up on video and continuing to build my confidence and speaking in front of people was that I get to show up as myself now you've built in the bone of being rejected when you show up as yourself, right? I had to kind of figure that out in my own way. I think that, you know, as you were talking about that, how you were speaking on stage and your your dad was there and he was like, this is where it connected the dots. I think perhaps, you know, a extension of those connecting the dots is that you were meant to write this book. So if somebody were to pick up your book, what is the one thing that you want them, the impact, the impression you want to leave with them if you were to sum it up into a nutshell?
0: Mm. that's such a powerful question thank you for asking me that question that's going to give me practice in answering this question because there's so many things that I want my reader to know when reading this book there's so many lessons there's in the four parts right there they all connect be courageous be creative be connected and then be visible so important but I think the overall journey of the book the real overall message is that when you are embracing who you are, your messiness, your flaws, your imperfections, your goofiness, the real light inside of you that you were born with, that's only unique to you. That's when you will stand out. That's when you will be seen. That's when you will build the audience. That's when you will build the brand because we attract what we are. And if you are not authentic, if you're not real, if you're hiding, if you're trying to be somebody that you're not, if you're in that space of competitiveness and trying to just outbeat the other person and you're just doing it for all the wrong reasons, that's exactly what you'll attract. But the second that you just allow yourself to be you and in the way that you speak, the way that you emote, the way that you dress, the like weirdness of you, there's nobody else on the planet that's you. There's only one of you, Jacqueline. There's only one of you, Mina. There's only one Jen Gottlieb. There's a lot of other people that do similar things to us, but there's only one of us. So you will be seen when you have the courage to show up as you. And when you do that, you'll have a brand, you'll have a voice, you'll have a business, you'll have a life that just keeps on giving everything that you desire.
1: Yes. And I want to just add to that, that... showing up as you is perfect. Like you are perfect just the way you are. I think there's that that warming up and teaching yourself how to be live and how to be like somewhat like that, you know, character in a way, but people love all different types of people. So, but I, I think adding to that is that it's okay to be exactly who you are. And there are enough people in this world to love all of us, right? To be, we'll, we'll find our people. So Jen, thank you so much. I know you're so busy promoting this book. We're going to do a giveaway on Instagram. So um, we're going to give some away to our audience. So if you're listening, make sure to follow us at The Product Boss. But we want them to follow you. We want them to buy from you. So how can they get the Be Seen book?
0: com. It's so easy. Be seen so
1: inbook.com. easy.
0: That's where you go. <laughs> follow me on Instagram too, but whatever. Just go to com. get the book. Put in your order number on the website. You can get the all the gifts and freebies that come with it. And yeah, that's it. Enjoy it and then share
1: when you do. Amazing. Congratulations again.
0: Thank you so much for having me, ladies. This was great.
1: Thank you. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review.